when I was robbing jewelry stores, I'd watch what they didn't do. And then, of course, I'm really casing the store. I'm looking where the cameras are, where he might have a buzzer or a beeper. And I'm thinking, man, I can't wait to rob this guy because this guy's a crook already. As a man who stole between 15 and 18 million dollars in diamonds, I got to learn a lot about diamonds. I also went to the GIA Institute off the books, not a, as an actual participant in a real class, so to speak. But I did it because I wanted to learn a lot about diamonds. But before we get started, check out the sponsorship. This video is brought to you by Manscaped.com. You know, there's one gift Santa can bring everyone in their life to make them happy. Manscaped, of course. Have Santa bring the perfect package 3.0 kit, including the lawnmower 3.0, waterproof body trimmer, the crop preserver, ball deodorant, the crop reviver, ball toner, plus two free gifts. Your balls and body will thank you. You'll make crowds of people happy with the new refined cologne signature scented by Manscaped. It's light, approachable, yet tough. It's hyperallergenic, cruelty-free, dye-free, paraben-free, and 100% vegan. I love smelling good. Oh, yeah. And finally, if you got a special person in your life, or are trying to get one, or more, giving yourself the perfect package 3.0 kit and new refined cologne will definitely put a smile on their face. So go to manscaped.com slash jewel and get 20% off plus free shipping when you purchase the new refined cologne by Manscaped. Make everyone happy for Christmas. Get Manscaped. So what did I do? Well, the first thing you want to do is you don't want to get taken because sadly there are a lot of jewelers out there who aren't as, as uh, legitimate as you might think. And I'm not really talking about the big boys. I'm not talking about Mayor's Jewelers or K Jewelers. You'll see a lot of that during holiday seasons and stuff like that. I'm talking about your regular jewelry. You're also going to get uh, uh, taken by the big boys because their prices are marked up a lot more. You know, when I started robbing jewelry stores, you know, I ended up figuring out how they, the jewelers, were trying to rob from me. And what do you mean by that? They're not telling you everything uh, about diamonds that you need to know if you're a consumer or if you're looking to buy a diamond or if you just want to know a lot about diamonds, you know. The first things I tell people is, first of all, the big box stores have a higher markup. That's a fact. That's, you know, you want to get a nice ring. And I often tell people the first largest purchase most people make is a house. The second largest purchase a person makes is a car. But the third largest purchase you'll make is a diamond, usually a diamond engagement ring for your soon-to-be wife. So you want to do your due diligence, number one. And what I mean by that is you want to know a little bit about diamonds, and I'm here to teach you a little bit. And you also want to research. You know, most people go to one jeweler and they say, oh, I got a great buy. How do you know you got a great buy? Diamond prices are all over the place. I've seen a two and a half carat diamond ring go for $100,000. And I've seen a two and a half carat diamond ring go for $8,000, $7,000. So look at that disparity. Call it, you know, a 10 time disparity on just what you need to know about a diamond. And most people know about the four C's. It's the carrot, the cut, the clarity, and the color. 
Those are your four C's. And those are the things that are gonna determine the value of a diamond. That's number one. Now, how do you grade them and what you do is a whole nother thing. You have what the carrot, the size, the actual size. And that's important because is it a round diamond? Is it a marquee diamond? Is it a pear-shaped diamond? All of them have a different value. Obviously, I tell people the best diamond you can buy somebody is a round diamond. One, because it's gonna have the most resale value. Now, when I say cut of a diamond, I am not just talking about that. I am talking that you have the carrot, the diamond then, the cut is the ge geometric cut of a diamond. The part that reflects light. See, when you see a diamond, and you're gonna see it atop, then the little sides of the diamond, and then it goes down. Now, there's three types of diamonds. If they're not cut the right way, See, how diamonds work is light goes in the top, it reflects off the side, and goes back up. And that's all mathematics. And that's when you're gonna get the brilliance when you look at a diamond. But you don't look at that diamond under a light because you ain't gonna see anything. You look at it, you put it under the table, and whatever little light is there, it can reflect back. Now, the best way to look at light in a diamond is when it's loose not in its mounting. Because in the mounting, you might get the reflection off of the metal that's on the mounting, the gold or silver that is the actual mounting. So you wanna try to look at a diamond when it's loose and you hold it in a pair of tweezers and that's the best way you're gonna check out a diamond. And as I often say, most jewelers don't show you that. Also, if you walk into a jewelry place, they should have a 10-powered microscope right on the, on the countertop. If they don't, you ask for one, because that's the best way to look for flaws, inclusions, and stuff that's, that's not, maybe a little chips or something like that in the diamond. You can also look if it's what they call a Lazar Kaplan diamond. They have laser, they're laser cut diamonds, a Lazar Kaplan diamond, and that diamond has a serial number in it. So, you know, it's funny, when I walked into a jewelry store, I had a line. I used to say, hey, listen, I, I, I uh, bought my wife a three quarter carat diamond when we first got married. It's, well, I'm on my 10th anniversary, I wanna upgrade her diamond. Show me some diamonds. Now, one, they think, oh, wow, he has a three-quarter carat. He was looking for a two-carat diamond. How I did it was to see how they acted. What I did it for also is to see where they went and got the box of loose diamonds. Most jewelers have a box about that long, about that wide, and it's got envelopes in it. And in those envelopes are loose diamonds. They're folded pieces of paper, and there are a couple of ways and then they'll open up and show you a loose diamond. Well, it took me two pulls to know how much value that diamond box is. Here's what I mean. I would ask them for a carat and a half. Let me look for a carat and a half diamond. Now, if the box is this long, and he took the carat and a half over here, and he pulled it out, and he shows me the diamond, and then I ask him for a two carat diamond. If he goes this way, then I know all of these diamonds are higher than two carat or uh, how much is left and how many envelopes are higher end diamonds. 
if, if, if he pulls it here and it's the end of the box and he pulls the next one here, I know he's got a lot of garbage in this part of the box or under a carrot uh, and a half. So depending on what I'm looking for, I can almost tell you how much that box of diamonds is worth by getting some kind of feel on the quality and get some kind of feel on how many envelopes are in that box. Now that's what I would do. How I would look at the diamond then, there's a couple of ways, one right off the bat. If you have a diamond and you wanna to look to see if it's a fake diamond, everybody asks me that, hey Larry, look at this ring, is it fake? The first thing I do is I take that diamond and I breathe on it like a fog. If it's glass or something like that, or cubic zirconia or some garbage, the fog stays there, it's a fake diamond. A real diamond, because of the, the, the material of a diamond, the actual diamond, the surface and everything, it won't hold that fog. It's a couple other ways to look if it's a fake diamond. If you take a, it's called a loop. It's this little round thing and they open it up and you'll see jewels go like this but you can really hone in on a diamond and it magnifies that diamond. So in a loop, if I'm looking at that thing and I don't see any inclusions, I see perfect and everything else, it's probably a fake. Most diamonds, almost every diamond, pretty much every diamond has some kind of flaw in it. Now don't get me wrong, there are perfect diamonds out there, but very rare. And they're not gonna just show you these perfect diamonds like they're nothing in a box. That's a special piece for a jeweler. So always remember that. That's very important. Jewelers are slick. They will hide flaws and inclusions behind a setting. You know, you'll see prongs on a diamond. Usually if I see four prongs and it's a high-end diamond, you don't see that. Usually you see six prongs on a, on a really nice diamond because they don't want to lose that diamond. You know, you could lose a diamond where, you know, one of those prongs break, you lose a diamond. But if you got six in them, it's harder to lose it with just two, one breaking. So a really high-end diamond usually has six. But they'll hide flaws. They'll hide little, see, there could be carbon in that diamond, little black specks or little cuts or a little uh, a fogginess or something of that nature. You know, diamonds are very rarely perfect. But also when you're looking for fake diamonds, you can do something very easy a lot of people don't know. Take a glass of water, just a glass of water, and you drop a diamond in the water. If that diamond doesn't sink to the bottom right away, it's a fake. A real diamond's weight, it's just, it, this is just math. This is just uh, a size and mass and weight drop it in that water, it'll go right to the bottom. It's probably a real diamond because fake diamonds don't do that. They might hover in the middle. They could even float because the density of the water and the density of a diamond, a diamond will go down and that's the end of that. You can also use a black light. I mean, I do know about, I've heard of black light, I've never seen it, but I do know when I took the class, the black light, they show like a blue, like a blue haze or a blue like tint. I, I mean, I never seen that and didn't use it. And I don't know who's got a black light, so I never saw that, but I, that's something you can do as well. You know, I used to go into a jewelry store and I had my line, I'd say, I'm looking for the diamond. And I'd watch these jewelers bullshit me 
because I, I didn't tell him I knew anything about a diamond. So I'd watch them bullshit me and tell me this stuff. And like I, I knew I didn't know anything. I would just say, oh, I don't know anything about a diamond. Can you show me stuff? Very rarely will they bring out it. They have a box so they could show you. It's called a light box just to give you an idea of the shape and the cuts and everything of a diamond and how the light reflects. Now they'll show you some rings and settings and you ask them, take that out of the ring. If they want to sell you a $10,000, $20,000 diamond, they're going to take it out of that setting and they're going to show it to you and put it on that microscope and educate you about what the flaws are and everything else or how good that diamond is. You want that. Make sure you get that. That's very important. You know, they can measure the top of that diamond. And it's, I think it's 56.157. I'm not exactly sure. I don't even remember. But that round diamond with all the geometry is what makes it really, really illuminate. And it, and it brings the light back the best you can. So you can make a less brilliant diamond more brilliant because the light's going to come through it better than it, uh, one that's not cut right. So always remember that. Obviously, you know, you want to look at your, your settings. Your, and that's a preference. Do you want a gold setting? Do you want a silver setting? You can have a platinum setting. You can have any setting you want, obviously. But that's a preference. And that you should buy on weight. All of that has a weight factor. Unless it's an elaborately made piece, a specialty piece. They shouldn't be charging you much over the weight of that gold or the weight of the silver. And that's a straight. When I used to sell my diamonds to the fence, they would just weigh the gold and say, okay, this is this much gold. This is what the price of gold is. And they'll do it. Unless it's something really nice. That's how they would do that. As far as the actual diamonds, you know, I knew that my diamonds were taken out of the settings, especially any kind of elaborate piece and the gold is melted or silver is melted and, and the diamonds were either sent off. Now, also there's a thing they call them the birth certificate of a diamond, which I didn't take much credence in. Now, obviously, if you have a diamond and it's a, what they call a Lazar Kaplan diamond, they were two people who broke off, Lazar and Kaplan. They're laser cut diamonds. Now, Think of it this way. What makes a diamond so great? You ever take a piece of glass and you break it the right way and it's got that perfect, perfect cut? I mean, it's like, wow. That's what they do when they make diamonds. Diamond cutters are amazing because they actually with a diamond with a chisel and everything. That's how they cut diamonds. These people are amazing. So they actually, the diamond cutters are, are, are just amazing to me. Now, laser cut diamonds to the really, really good eye, not mine, they're known. You know, the best diamonds aren't laser cut diamonds, but they actually put a serial number inside that diamond. But again, you know, your, your best of your best don't have that. And when you have a 10 power microscope, you can look and really look, look close and see if there's any fill or if there's any kind of inclusions in that diamond that were fixed. They now have stuff that can fix a diamond. Now you don't want that. You want a diamond that's gonna be perfect. You want a diamond that's gonna last forever. You could put in a safe deposit box and it'll be worth money.
So there are a few things you should look for when buying a diamond. One, obviously, is the person reputable. Is the dealership reputable? I personally think you should go to New York City and you go downtown into Little Italy, into Chinatown, and you go to those jewelers. They'll have 20 jewelers in a like a store, a big store, and they all have their own boots. They're all individuals. Now, they all, a lot of them dealt with guys like me. So they can give you the best deal on a diamond. They're not going to get it free. They bought it from me on 20 or 30 cents on a dollar. So they could sell it at 50% a dollar, which a real jeweler like a Zales or a Kays or some Freedman's or any of these big jewelers, Mayor's Jewelers, they can't do that. Tiffany's, any of those, they can't compete with the guys who go to Africa, the De Beers people in Africa, they have mines. And they will actually go over to Antwerp and they have places where these jewelers actually go buy bags of diamonds for millions of dollars. If you're a buyer, you, you're on the list that you can go to De Beers and buy diamonds. You can't just go there and say, I want this one piece of diamond, this one piece of, no. They get bags of diamonds. Now this bag might be a million, two million, whatever the number is. They'll put them in a room, they'll show them the three bags, and then the person has to pick that whole bag and buy that whole bag. Now those good jewelers that go over there, they're realizing what can I make out of this bag? Well, I can make a ring at this, I can do this, and I can get two million out of that bag, and I'm buying it for a million. So that's what they do. But they'll take that bag and they'll bring it back to the States or in the in Israel, they have the best cutters in the world. In Antwerp, in Israel, you'll see the best jewelry cutters. And those guys will, are just amazing. And what they'll do is they'll come back to the United States. Now everybody thinks they're going to the Diamond Exchange in New York City. That's called Sucker's Lane is what we used to call it. That was just Sucker's Lane. Uh, most of your diamonds used to come down to Little Italy and get them down there. How can you get a better price than getting them from a guy like me? You can't. Nobody can. It's just a fact. You can't do that. So what would happen, guys who bought them from guys like me would get these diamonds. They're dispersed in a network of itself. And then you can get really, really good prices on diamonds, obviously. But the best thing you can do to buy a diamond is, one, to make sure the place is reputable. And that means they've been there a while. What happens if, if you find something's wrong? Does the diamond have a birth certificate for insurance reasons? It should. And what is a birth certificate for a diamond? You know, they have all the particulars of the diamond, the actual size, the weight, the color code, and the exact geometric cut and everything on that diamond. Is it subjective to a degree? Maybe the color could be a little bit subjective but really everything's the science of that diamond and that's why they can match a stolen diamond pretty hard to actually do that and match that diamond to one that was stolen so i mean did these diamonds have birth certificates because once you put it in a uh, a ring or something else how are they going to know nobody's going to know what that diamond because they'll make another birth certificate with that diamond and alter it a hair and all of a sudden, you know, you got now your birth certificate and you can insure your diamond. You got to make sure you do have that birth certificate. It is from a reputable place so you can get insurance on that diamond. You have a diamond that you're paying 10, 12, 15, $20,000. You want to insure that. If it got stolen or lost or something of that nature, you want to be able to get some money out of it. 
because that that does happen. A person gets a ring and they lose it. You want insurance on that diamond. Well, you can't get insurance if you buy the diamond from Larry. You can have a beautiful diamond, but you couldn't get insurance on that. You know, it's funny because when I was robbing jewelry stores, I'd watch what they didn't do. And then, of course, I'm really casing the store. I'm looking where the cameras are, where he might have a buzzer or a beeper. And I'm thinking, man, I can't wait to rob this guy because this guy's a crook already. And he's just trying to rob me as a regular guy. I used to say I was a builder in the area. I had a few dollars now, and now I want to uh, buy my wife an upgraded ring. So what is he doing? He's already trying to con me, this guy, not showing me certain things, only showing me the crap and telling me how much it's worth. And I'm like, man, in the back of my head, I'm saying, I'm going to rob this guy. This guy's an asshole. This guy's really bad. So, you know, the industry itself is not sometimes the most upstanding industry. It just isn't. Listen, if they won't buy that diamond back in a certain amount of time, maybe a week or two, without giving you a full refund, don't go near the guy. If the guy says, sure. I'll take it back in two weeks. If you don't like it in two weeks, your wife doesn't like it, somebody doesn't like it, bring it back, I'll give you a full refund for that diamond. Then you know the guy is respecting his own price. Of course he wants to make a sale. Of course he's gonna make 20% or whatever it is. But you ever see in these stores, they'll say, 80% off. How the fuck can you give 80% off? That means you're screwing people 100%, 80% more on a normal day? That's bullshit. This isn't, you know, buy three, you know, buy three diamonds, you know, get the fourth free. This isn't that. They wouldn't do that on a car, would they? You should have that in agreement. Say, listen, I'd like to, I'm going to spend good money in this place. But I want to know if I go home and my wife doesn't like this diamond. One, can I get a refund? Two, can I upgrade this at any time? and get what I paid for it. If they're willing to do that up to a certain amount of time, you got a guy who's more legit than the next guy. So you want to know about the four C's, you want to know if they're reputable, you want to know if they uh, are willing to give that refund, and you want to know about the birth certificate of the diamond for insurance purposes and stuff of that nature. Now obviously, once that's done, don't just give cash. You should put a, a charge like this on a credit card. In case you take that diamond, you go to another place to have it graded. You want that diamond looked at and appraised by a different jeweler than the one you're buying it from. You don't want to buy that diamond and have him do everything and that's the end of it. You want to get that diamond appraised by another jeweler. Now when the jeweler gives you a number, it could be a little bit off but not much, then you know you got a legitimate diamond. And that's what you need. And I wouldn't even take it to the store really right around there because a lot of them work together. They'll, they will actually work together. And they know if he comes in, he says, where he bought it. I wouldn't even tell the new place where you got the diamond. I wouldn't do that. I would go to a different area and I'd have it appraised. And once you have that diamond appraised by someone who doesn't know where it come from, you're going to get a more legit number. All of these things are very important when buying a diamond. Make sure you know what you're doing. Go in there with information. Don't go in there and, and, and let him just tell you everything and buy from the first guy you see. Because would you do that? If you bought a car, what are you going to do? You're going to go and research that car and know everything about that car before you go to a dealer and know what that car is worth. I hope you do. Now, with the diamond, do the same thing. If you can do that, you're going to get a good buy. And then you might even want to play a little stupid. 
just to see how much he's trying to con you. And if he is, run. Don't walk away. That's why you see a diamond right here. Anyway, everybody, I hope you enjoyed it. Have a great day. Uh, this Christmas season, if you're getting somebody a diamond, listen to what I just said. Watch this video. Share this video, please, to people, especially Christmas time. Tell them this is what a giant diamond thief is telling you to do. This is a guy who stole 15, 18 million in diamonds telling you how to do it and do it right. Don't make the choices I made, everybody. Make good choices, please. This is what this is about. You know that. I'm here to educate you. Thanks for being a fan. Thanks for watching. Please share. Please like. Please put this video in your playlist. Check our podcast out, too. These things are on a podcast as well. We love the podcast. I'm doing more and more interviews, so we're going to have a lot of fun with that as well. So please pass the word about the channel, and thanks for your support. Make good choices, everybody. Have a great day. Stay safe.